Welcome back to Channel KRT, the podcast where we look at the best and worst of obscure media. I'm Kit Quinn, and I'm ready to fucking wiggle. I'm Tyler Green, and no, I will not be alienating our Australian followers by doing a bad accent today. I'm Randy, and I'm gonna do that. (laughs) There are two types of people. And joining us in this wiggling today, we have a very special guest joining us. You know him from his channel, Andy HG. You know him as Tyler's bandmate. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy HG! Hi, everybody! Hello! (laughs) Hi, Dr. Nick! (laughs) I'm not going to do that voice the whole time. (laughs) My real-life friends are colliding with my internet friends. What is going on here? Oh, great, my head exploded again. How you doing today, Andy? Quite dandy. Hey, we are dandy with Andy and Randy and Bandy and blah. And today we are getting ready to wiggle because today we're taking a look at the Wiggles movie from 1998 based on the Wiggles. <laughs> I was lied to. I was specifically told this would be about the Hooli Doolies. I was told this was a hard day's night. You guys lied to me. <laughs> well, you're both wrong. This is about the cockroaches. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> well, technically that one's not wrong. Yes, but no. So for the people who don't know who the Wiggles are, hi both of you. The Wiggles are a band from Australia for kids. They've been making songs since pretty much the 90s and have made a variety of VHS tapes as well to go along with them. And I'd say that as far as my personal history goes with them, I've been a pretty big fan since childhood. Even when I kind of reached my edgelording, I don't want to like kids shows anymore phase, they still had a special place in my heart. I feel like at one point or another, everybody's had like a thing with the Wiggles because I definitely had the tapes. I definitely had all the videos and stuff in the CDs, but I actually have never seen this movie until recently. So I saw it once when I was like 12 or so, but I didn't really remember a lot about it. It was kind of at that point where kids movies on YouTube could either be on for just a few days and then disappear into nothing. (laughs) I guess the reason I didn't know about this movie until I was, like, well an adult was probably because this was not released in America until fucking 2003. And released direct-to-DVD on top of that, so... (laughs) Randy and Andy, how about you guys? What's your relationship? Um, so I can definitely say every child in my family has had a Wiggles thing, and, uh, we actually went to one of their concerts when I was a kid. The whole family did. Nice. It was the original Wiggles, you know, the four dudes at the DCU Center in Worcester, and it was pretty lit. Um, I had a close encounter with a Wiggle when they were going up and down the aisles. <laughs> I, I had a close encounter with the red one. So it's basically like in Disney on Ice when, like, Captain Hook will randomly stand up and start marching through the audience. <laughs> you know that scene in Jurassic Park where there's, like, the kids and the velociraptors in the kitchen? That was the encounter I had with the Wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he knows how to unlock doors. (laughs) (laughs) He just had this close encounter with this creature that's out for blood. No hate, Murray. I know you're not actually a creature out for blood. I'm sure you eat normal food like the rest of us. (laughs) The shirt he wears is red. Do the math, you guys. Well, technically, Wiggles have front-facing eyes, which are typical of, uh... Ambush carnivores. Well, shit, that means that if Marceline from Adventure Time notices him, then that means he'll have a white shirt afterwards. (laughs) The Wiggles don't want to be fed. The Wiggles want to hunt. (laughs) That's not fruit salad. (laughs) 
No, we're all fruit salad. Oh yeah, I saw that on the on the YouTube channel. That was very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, uh, the Wiggles 30th anniversary is coming up. So to celebrate, the new lineup did a special 30th anniversary video called We Are Fruit Salad, and it's very cute. Oh, I nice. highly recommend it. Oh, I still gotta watch that. And there's quite a few celebrities in it, like uh, Lou Phil Diamond, I believe, is Ooh. in it. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it a lot of Australian celebrities, or is it? I think it's a mix of both uh, international and some local to Australia. Oh, neat. And, of course, they filled the ultimate quota of crossing over with Steve Irwin. Top 10 iconic crossovers, anyone? And they did a Sesame Street crossover, too, recently. Yes. <laughs> uh, once again, proving that Australia is just straight up the best country. Yes, minus the spiders. <laughs> Steve Irwin, the Wiggles, really cool animals. And uh, Robert Irwin is doing a fantastic job as the new crocodile hunter. Also, Bindi Irwin is having a child. Ah, which, what? You know, there's the third generation of Irwins right there, so the planet's in good hands. I wish he could be around to see his grandkid. <laughs> Insert landslide by Fleetwood Mac here. All right, so Andy, you, out of the four of us, are the diehard Wiggles fan. So can you tell us more about that? So um, for those who don't know about me, I traveled often because my dad was in the military when I was younger. So I was born overseas, actually, in Germany. So anything that was going on in different countries, we would usually hear about things because we were traveling. So I got my first glimpse of them through that. And then it's like, okay, it's just another childhood thing. You know, it's like Barney or, you know, fill in a blank Rafi. And then when we moved back over here some couple years later, Captain Kangaroo, I believe, was my reintroduction back into the group. Not specifically Captain Kangaroo, but I think it was like a spinoff show that they had in the uh, late 90s. Oh, Mr. Moose's Fun Time. Yes. So they had a couple clips of them, and that was my reintroduction to them. And then around that time, they were starting to get themselves known in North America, especially, by touring with Barney. <laughs> oh my god, no escape! No <laughs> escape! You also have another Barney and the Wiggles connection. Oh yeah, because they used to air these ads on Sprout where it would be a variety of different crossovers. And then they had a, they had this one for Valentine's Day one year where Barney and Dorothy teamed up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me they weren't banging. <laughs> And you also can't tell me Baby Bop isn't their bastard child. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? You're right about that. Not that she's a bastard, but she is their child. You can't really unsee it, can you? Oh god. <laughs> Although that said, Dorothy is Baby Bop done actually right. Fight me! <laughs> I will fight you, actually. <laughs> Dorothy, oh, Dorothy is not annoying. She's not a brat. She's actually very likable, and she's fun. Dorothy didn't fucking ruin Halloween, okay? But here's the thing. <laughs> Baby Pop is also not those things. That's what makes her very similar. <laughs> <laughs> also kind of minor, but Emma Wiggle did an interview on Purple Roads. I haven't checked that out yet, but I will give that a watch at some point. Which, by the way, before we get back into Andy's history with it, what do you guys think of the uh, newer lineup? Yeah, they're pretty cute. I haven't really watched yeah. a lot of them, but they seem pretty fun. I remember a lot of people when Sam first joined because of Greg leaving. I remember them all getting all, this isn't my wiggles, hashtag not my wiggles. And I'm like, 
they're perfectly fine. It's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, they're the Wiggles. <laughs> it's not the it's not the Beatles. Calm down. It's like the people who got so mad about the new Magic School Bus series on Netflix. It's like, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? It's actually pretty decent. The animation's a little off-putting, but other than that, it's actually not too bad. I guess it's just Hey, at more. least I got Lily Tomlin back for it. I can't complain. It's the exactly. sheer international heartbreak of the Beatles breaking up. That's what happened <laughs> when the first new Wiggle showed up. Oh. <laughs> uh, was- no, I remember when the news about Greg's illness came up, and I was just, like, so fucking bummed. And I was just so ready to just decry Sam the way I did Joe when he first joined Loose Clues, which, by the way, fuck Joe. I am still keeping that stance, and don't you dare tell me otherwise. And then he got kicked out of the band in 2012 because Greg felt better. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a whole can of worms right there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then and then the new lineup came less than a year later, and it was all history from there. There was beef between Steve and Joe? No, there was beef between uh, Sam and Greg, I think. Hmm. <laughs> well, Sam and the group, I think. Oh, man. There's some serious beef going on on the Blues Clues set. <laughs> What's interesting is I remember, uh, in fact, Greg's last show before his first retirement was in Philadelphia. So I guess bad things do happen in Philly. (laughs) (laughs) You guys destroyed Trump, so it shows how tough you guys are. (laughs) On the next episode of The Wiggles, they have a new friend named Gritty. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) On a side note, I remember that my brothers actually attended their concert, I think around the time either Sam... Because it was in 2008, so I think that was when Sam was in the band. So, yeah, it was like, they got to witness the beef live. I'm just imagining a disheveled Greg with no pants and a messed up yellow shirt coming in. And he's holding a bottle and he's just pointing at Sam viciously. And he goes, you son of a bitch. (laughs) He basically turns into Last Jedi Luke. (laughs) He he fucking just does coke right on stage in front of a bunch of (laughs) (laughs) five-year-olds. Which is funny because um, there's a person I know who's trying to make a biographical film on the group and is looking for people, which I'll probably give a link or something later to that. Oh, dude, please do. I I didn't know about this. Okay, so anyway, back to your history with it, Andy, because we've been babbling for way too long. Oh, no, that's fine. (laughs) That's stopping me from doing that. Good. Um, So... (laughs) It's like I told you, man, we, this is all, this is what we're exactly about. It's just random babbling nonsense. This is the whole <laughs> podcast. Exactly. And it's amazing. So since they uh, were making their name known in North America, and I was having younger cousins at the time who were growing up, it's like, okay, this is a perfect time to get back into them. And, you know, saw a couple concerts as well. And uh, no beef on stage, except um, Philadelphia had to be its own country, according to Anthony. Oh man, no Wiggles TMZ stories. (laughs) And then I was also uh, graduating from high school and going into college, so my interest in them kind of waned a bit. Not just with that, but just with other things, because I was kind of really getting focused into college, so I didn't really have much time to do anything. But uh, around 2011, I started to really get back into them again, because I was liking what they were coming out with again. And uh, that's when Simon rejoined the group because he's an amazing singer. He did Phantom of the Opera, by the way. Oh yeah, he's the he's the new Red Wiggle, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he he was involved with them before, but he stopped because he was doing a lot of theater projects, 
and then he came back to the group. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool. That's so cool. Also, one thing I forgot to mention, and I mentioned this in a chat beforehand, was that I had a very brief stint at uh, Six Flags with Wiggles World. Oh, my which, God. Um, oh, yeah. There's different Wiggles World in all over the countries. And um, the only one that's still going is in Australia right now. And that's at uh, Dream World. Yeah, it explains it. <laughs> so, future KR teach field trip to Australia then, I guess. Yay! <laughs> I'll try not to get bitten by an inland typhoon. And we gotta bring you guys to Pennsylvania so that you can do uh, Sesame Place. Yes! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least there are no box jellyfish in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> At least in Pennsylvania, there's no baby bop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way... um, <laughs> Okay, so there was a new podcast, The Ride, Second Gate, last week, where they were talking about Six Flags roller coaster cuts, and apparently there, you could meet Wags the Dog and Henry the Octopus while getting a haircut. I remember that, especially at the part where they're like, no, you can't pay for the octopus to watch you while you get your haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Just what my autistic child asked needs, a stressful situation mitigated by a giant octopus walking towards me. (laughs) (laughs) at least it's not captain feather sword he'd probably be like all right it's time to tickle you while you get your hair cut or some shit and don't forget the creepy old guy in the tuxedo that's just hopping around dancing (laughs) 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 so should i address the elephant in the room about the wiggles at six flags yes please do because that also came up on the uh, podcast that arrived a couple times so this was back in 2008 this uh 17 year old I think, was going over a fence on Batman the Ride to get his hat. He went into a restricted area where a roller coaster came down a hill, and when he was getting his thing, the roller coaster came down, and what you expect to happen, happened. And it was really bad. Like, it was really, really bad. I think it was CNBC um, was reporting on it, and in the background you can see uh, Captain Feathersword and Henry the Octopus doing a silly little dance. <laughs> And then he's just loudly describing on how Six Flags is a magic place. It's full. (laughs) They're just dancing in the background. This kid just died. Maybe if he stand the wiggles. (laughs) (laughs) The area was restricted for a reason. Like, it really sucks that he had to die. But it's like that guy who jumped into a lion den to see if he could tame the lion, then it fucking mauled him and ripped off his dick. Sometimes you just win stupid prizes. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lady jumped into a tiger's pit and tried to take a selfie with a tiger or something. (laughs) Okay, that I don't feel too bad for. Like, you fucking Uh... knew what you were doing. (laughs) Oh, God, there's a horror channel I'm subscribed to that talked about some shit that went down at King's Island. Oh, God. And one of them was on the safari. There was a ranger. And he was just totally nonchalant with the lions. He would just go around, he would pull on their tails and stuff and pet them. And this was in the 70s back when, you know, people didn't really know how to treat lions. (laughs) So just imagine this guy going around, like, smacking a lion while he feeds it with his hands. Um, The lions ate him one day. You know what? The lion was justified. (laughs) Where were you with this story when we were talking about Zoobly Zoo, huh? Oh, Oh, no, no, no. We don't talk about that show. Anyway, uh, if you like real-life scary stuff, 
Go check out Fascinating Horror. It's pretty cool. One thing I wanted to quickly mention is that when you brought up about how the Wiggles start doing crack on stage, it reminded me of this one sketch show called The Chaser's War on Everything. And oh my god, they did a Where's Jeff parody where they made it like Jeff is doing cocaine and shit. And he's just a (laughs) fucking bastard in real life punching cameramen and other shit. And they're just singing along and talking about how he's getting into drugs. Where's Jeff? Passed out cold. Where's Jeff? Is he pawning his gold? Where's Jeff? Is he selling his soul? Looky, 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 looky. I'm imagining now that freaking above the influence commercial where it's like she can't hear you. She's been smoking pot and she's like literally flat on the couch. Now I'm just imagining that with Jeff. Jeff is the flat girl. He- <laughs> Honestly, Jeff might have narcolepsy. His friends should just let him sleep. <laughs> Jeff, you've got a serious problem, man. You're, you're, we're really worried about your health. Someday Jeff's never going to be able to wake up, so they just weekend at Bernie's him. <laughs> the wake up, Jeff! But he didn't wake up. <laughs> and that's how they met Lockie. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> And now he has trouble waking up too, so nobody wins. Hooray! You're basically you put on one of the shirts and you're cursed to have their trait. Like if you put on the purple shirt, you have to sleep all day, and then if you put on the red shirt, you you can only ever play guitar and you're like, My fingers are literally bleeding! Make it stop! <laughs> oh, I gotta just throw this in real quick, speaking of the red wiggle. So I read this story. I don't know if there's video of it, but I guess one of the guitarists from Metallica took his kids to a Wiggles concert one day. Oh, nice. (laughs) And Murray saw him in the crowd, and I shit you not, Murray started playing a freaking riff from, I think, Enter Sandman. What? So just imagine this red wiggle on stage with the guitar doing a fucking Metallica guitar solo. That's what happened. (laughs) Yes. Because this ties into me and Andy's world a little bit, because he likes the same bands I like. Uh, So... I think I remember reading on Ken Stringfellow's blog, uh, Ken Stringfellow from the Posies, that um, Murray walked up to him at one point and said, hey, man, I love your music. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I think I remember reading that on his blog somewhere a couple years ago. I might be wrong, but I got to ask. Nice. On a side note, wasn't he involved with Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi? Oh, no, that was Andy Sturmer. Oh, right. Gotcha. (laughs) Which is another rabbit hole for us, uh. I don't know if any of the listeners know uh, Jellyfish, but their lead singer slash drummer, Andy Sturmer, did a lot of the music for Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi, and we got to talk about that show someday. Yes. Oh, my God. Especially, <laughs> also, he did that really great Princess Toadstool. You know? Oh, yeah. Ignorance is Bliss. Yes. <laughs> Princess Toadstool. So let's just say, ignorance is bliss. That was my introduction back in the day because they had that Flash cartoon oh my God, on Newgrounds, yes. which, rest in peace, Flash, by the way. Aww. So. Aww, now where and am then, I going to make my Sonic OCs? <laughs> and then in high school, damn it, how am I going to play Sonic Inflation Adventure now? No! No, 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 no. I do not need to be reminded of that. The shit I found at a way too young age on Newgrounds relating to Sonic. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think Jellyfish would have fared well as a children's group if they could have 
gone that route, but... Yeah, they have a very similar vibe to the Wiggles, a very bouncy energy vibe. Listeners, if you never listen to Jellyfish, go turn the... Actually, don't turn this podcast off. After listening to the podcast, go listen to Spilt Milk in its entirety. It is one of the greatest albums of all time, and I will forever die on this hill. Thank you. (laughs) It's a hill worth dying on, even though I haven't listened to it. You have to. It's literally a marriage between the Beach Boys... Uh, the Beatles and Queen, and it is fucking perfection from so start to like finish. So it's like everything that was good about the late 60s. Y- yeah. Hooray! So the Wiggles movie was released in 1998, the same year as the Barney movies, ironically. So I guess it was a year of hit entertainment movies. I'm not gonna lie. It was actually shocking, that revelation to me that the Wiggles have been around since as early as 1998, because I remember them from, like, the early-ish to mid to late-ish 2000s. Yeah, because the early 2000s were where they started getting on Playhouse Disney and such. Yeah, it also was shocking to me that the Wiggles were on PBS and, like, that they were a Fox property, because I specifically only remember them as a Playhouse Disney property. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Although I'm kind of with Andy in that I sort of remember... The Wiggles being on Fox Family for a short period on what I can now recall was Mr. Moose, but I definitely remember them more on Playhouse Disney, if anything. I think I remember them being on Sprout at one point, but, like, I just mostly remember them from Playhouse Disney. Yeah, I remember that eventually they kind of moved over to Sprout, and I remember primarily on Playhouse Disney, they had, like, that one Wiggle World show, and they also had Lights, Camera, Action, Wiggles, which is, like, their little spin-off show. I, I could have sworn that was on PBS, though, wasn't it? I, I don't know. That was kind of the point where I fell off the Wiggles wagon. Yeah, PBS has <laughs> everything. <laughs> Side note, why isn't there a Wiggles project called Wiggles Wagon yet? Get on it, guys. <laughs> PBS owns our childhood quite possibly more than any other TV station. Therefore, our souls are paid for by your tax dollars. And viewers like you. Yeah, no, Thank just, you. <laughs> I just realized if they came out today, they'd probably have a bunch of jokes about being wig. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably Wiggles fan cams out there. You can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> hey, kids, I'm Barty. Your tax dollars pay for me. (laughs) (laughs) And thankfully, the Wiggles movie improves in every area that the Barney movie did not. (laughs) And after last week, this was just a breath of fresh air for me. Yes. (laughs) Because at at least the antagonist of this episode is actually likable. I would barely call him an antagonist, honestly. He's just kind of more of a slight nuisance who becomes a character. He's more like an anti-hero who slowly becomes a friend of the Wiggles, and honestly he's a lot of fun, especially his actor Tony Harvey is just clearly having a fun time playing him. So what you're saying is he's Shadow the Hedgehog? (gasps) You're right! (laughs) Edgy the Hedgy. He hasn't really done a lot, too, since uh, 2007, Tony Harvey, which is a shame because he's really a lot of fun in this movie. He is a very good, energetic actor, and he bounces really well off of Dorothy the Dinosaur and all the other characters. Absolutely. And So we're talking about the character Wally, by the way, who is a magician who is down on his luck. <laughs> Basically, he's G.O.B. Blue. I was just really sad to find out that there was not a scene where he dances around to the final countdown with a knife in his mouth. 
<laughs> I just really wanted him to do the coffin trick and I wanted him to quote the whores line. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this movie, though? It is the Wiggles movie, but it's mostly about Wally. It is, yeah. yeah. Mm, it's yeah. also kind of the first time they do that, I'm not sure what to call it, the single camera style that you see often in movies as opposed to regular kids shows. Yeah, it's the one they kind of incorporated both into Follow That Bird, Barney's Great Adventure. Oogie loves. There's some pretty cool camera tricks too. Like uh, there's scenes where they reverse the film to make it look like the boys are walking forward or there's scenes where it's fast motion but Greg is moving like really slow so it looks like he's moving normal but Anthony's jumping around like a cartoon. (laughs) And there's also some like actually really good miniatures in this movie too. It is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll go into it once we get to it but there's also some really fun little stop motion use too. Oh, yeah, totally. It kind of reminded me a bit of Pee-wee's Playhouse. And also, speaking of the motion and so, the movie, I believe, was filmed a little bit slower and had some of the songs end up coming out faster because the frames per second in the movie itself was a little bit quicker. I think it was like 24 it was filmed in, but it was sped up to 25. And you're definitely right on quicker because the number of fast motion scenes in this movie make a drinking game. You'll die at the end. <laughs> <laughs> And cartoon sound effects, too, because they get so much out of them. If you told me this was an episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse, I'd believe you. (laughs) Which reminds me, in North America, it's called Magical Adventure. Oh, yeah. Oh, something I forgot to mention earlier. Mm -hmm. I was actually at a DVD store earlier today. I forgot to get a picture of it, but I saw they had a DVD of this movie, and it was called Wiggly Adventure. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of fascinating that it was released direct-to-DVD out here, because then it kind of gets mistaken as just a regular direct-to-DVD movie, like the regular specials they did. So I wonder if anybody saw that, and they were like, huh, this is filmed like an actual movie. Interesting. (laughs) I think it also might have been licensing issues as well, because this movie specifically is owned by uh, 20th Century Fox. Oh, definitely, yeah. Or, as I should say, 20th Century Studios now. Hey! Uh, (laughs) And not to mention, they were also owned by Lyric and... uh, Disney as well over here, licensing-wise, so... Yeah, in fact, these days it could show up on Disney+, Plus. so who knows? <laughs> Which is funny, because there's also a huge fan petition to HD release this movie. Hmm, especially yeah. for should, yeah. its I think uh, eventual 30th anniversary. I could see it, yeah. And then <laughs> it'll be basically like they'll put it on Disney+, Plus, but it might initially have the ratio issue like The Simpsons did at first. <laughs> Oh, by the way, um, you mentioned in the chat that there was a difference between the Australian version and this. Yes. So how the movie begins varies. So in the original one, and also just because the title is different in uh, North America, there's the opening title sequence. The sound is the same, but because it's called a magical adventure instead of just the Wiggles movie, which I always wonder why didn't they just title it the Wiggles movie over here? Yeah, it's like... Kind of odd. So instead of the words, the Wiggles movie, going in a locomotion and a forming kind of thing, they have it with a great adventure, kind of like in a choo-choo train style, which doesn't really work as well, but gets the job done. So after that, it begins with Wally talking to his uncle, I think. I think that the guy he's talking to is his uncle. I keep forgetting if it is or not. So it starts with him talking to his uncle in the Australian version. You know, the scene where he's talking about wanting to have the wand and uh, the magic competition and where we get to meet 
Roland, the Remarkable. And then it cuts to the, uh, hey there, Wally song. And then it introduces the Wiggles. But I guess because kids would have been confused that the Wiggles weren't showing up immediately. (laughs) Instead, they took the first scene and stuck it after the scene where they're getting ready for the show and Anthony goes crazy. (laughs) They do it similarly to Jurassic Park. Like, you'll just hear the Wiggles off screen murdering somebody. (laughs) (laughs) We have made two Jurassic Park jokes in this podcast so far. Both of them pertaining to the humans, none of them pertaining to Dorothy. God! (laughs) I mean, hey, Jurassic World thinks that we care this much about a divorce, so... (laughs) So, yeah, I watched the same cut that Andy was talking about, where it starts off with Wally talking to his uncle, I think. What was the cut you guys watched? Um, I watched the Australian one, I think, because it was called Australian. It was the one that definitely started with the uncle and Wally talking before it cuts to Wally riding his bike, so... I picked the copy on YouTube that was an hour and a half long... And I think it might have been the Australian one. I don't know if you guys were watching the same version on YouTube, but it started with a bunch of previews and shit. Oh, yeah, that one, too. I watched that one. Okay, so I watched the Australian cut. Yay! Okay, so we were all on the same page here, so. On a side, though, I was disappointed Roland wasn't more in the movie because he's just so fun. He's so smarmy and just delightful. There's also this assistant named Jimbo who's a juggler, and he comes in, he's he's acting like a smug asshole. <laughs> I was talking about punchable faces last week. This guy definitely has the most punchable face of the Absolutely. movie. <laughs> like, it's clear that he looks down on Wally, and Wally's clearly trying his best. Literally. It's like, why wouldn't his own grandfather approve of him? So how it starts is Wally is trying to do some magic tricks for his uncle and he keeps making pratfalls and probably the most violent thing I've ever seen in something Wiggles related is when he flies straight into the bookcase and falls into it. (laughs) Yeah. He fucking died. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, uh, Wally like accidentally goes under his uncle's table and pops right up and I'm like, Wally, no, man. No, that's... (laughs) No. Get your head out of there, man. No, no, no. You know that scene in iCarly where Gibby falls off the ceiling and, like, slams on a cement floor and how that actually happened to his stunt double and Gibby's stunt double broke his ribs and they used that take? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) It turns basically into the Double Dare episode where someone breaks their leg. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's also a Lost Legends of the Hidden Temple episode where a kid pukes. Also, what's kind of interesting about this movie is there's a couple of things. Of course, with Wally slamming into the bookcase, it's like, there's a couple of stuff you don't really see in later Wiggles products after this. Like, you don't really have antagonists or anything like that in, or anything close to one in Wiggles properties. They kind of set it up similarly to Miss Finch and follow that bird, basically. Is there a way we could compare the Barney movie to this? I feel like we gotta get the PBS Kids Extended Universe. (laughs) I mean, uh, I guess you can compare the scene where Cody steps in literal shit. (laughs) I just realized. (laughs) So, we just had a Mr. Rogers movie. We're getting a Clifford movie. And Chris Cooper was both the father in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and the villain in The Muppets 2011. (laughs) It all connects. Oh my god, PBS Kids Extended Cinematic Universe confirmed and the verb burden should be the uh nick fury of it yes (laughs) so then the next scene cuts to the wiggles getting ready for uh 
sort of like a little DIY concert at a primary school. And what's interesting about that concert is, uh, this is where my useless knowledge is going to come in. Um, so during 1996 and 1997, what they use in the uh, makeshift concert is actually kind of similar to what they use for the set of those concerts in real life. In fact, I think the curtains are the same. In fact, some of the skits that they used were pretty similar too, as well as you can see from one of their live videos. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was video of the uh, original sketches from like the early 90s. I knew of the like early like VHS videos, but not that. Yeah. They started posting their old stuff now on the YouTube page. So you can watch like their first videos and there's going to be some unreleased footage on the way as well. Oh, really? Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I got to get into that. Let the Wiggles cuss. Let the Wiggles cuss. <laughs> Let the Wiggles say fuck. <laughs> I want to hear the Wiggles cover You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette so fucking bad. Listen, you can't tell me the Wiggles haven't let the word see you next Tuesday slip at least once. They're Australian. It's practically like just saying like to them. I mean, they all hate Trump, apparently, so they've likely called him a few things that they can't say on TV. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of jumping ahead, but there's a scene where Wally's having a fantasy and there's a magazine that says bloke on it. And I was like... Uh, I wonder if any kids are going to ask their parents what that means. <laughs> it's a gay porn magazine, son. Yay! <laughs> Hashtag stay bloke. <laughs> <laughs> so in this scene, it's the Wiggles and Dorothy getting together to set up for the concert. And the teacher, Miss Bingle, comes in. And Jeff, of course, is asleep because of his goddamn narcolepsy. <laughs> Probably popping too many pills, God knows how many, which... Which, by the way, I love that chair that he's sitting in, the clock chair. They oh still have God. that. Oh, oh they nice. do? Yeah, I remember oh, they used to have that on the Playhouse Disney show, and I was always like, want it. It's so cool. Jeff ate a few too many edibles. He's having a mini freak out right now, and he just needs to, like, shut his eyes for a few minutes. <laughs> Screaming wake up at him is not helping. Jeff, wake up. Jeff, wake up. <laughs> wake up jeff they say through tired sobs <laughs> jeff's, jeff's in a coma also the fact that they only have dorothy with them compared to the other friends i was like why weren't they special enough <laughs> on a side note how much did the wiggles cost for that primary school to get like maybe because it was the 90s and they were still kind of starting out maybe not that much but maybe that's why they were like okay but you got to charge an extra thousand for dorothy <laughs> <laughs> Captain Feather Sword, Wags, and Henry. <laughs> well, I mean, now we gotta cut the... the arts, kids. Sorry, but we had to get the wiggles, so. <laughs> and by the way, to wake up Jeff, Mrs. Bingle uses a whistle, and that causes fast motion shenanigans because Anthony jumps all over the place and acts wacky. <laughs> And it goes nowhere because it doesn't show up anywhere else after this specific scene. I remember being so confused rewatching this because I was like, I swear to God, that whistles was like the Chekhov's gun of this movie. So why didn't it come back? (laughs) Best motion is what keeps the goddamn Wiggles alive. Yay. Well, it came back in a later episode, but not anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because Murray specifically says that every time Anthony hears a whistle, he goes berserk. 
But again, it never ha- nothing ever happens after that. They have to burn the whistle because next time Anthony just goes around murdering everybody. <laughs> I want to know the story behind that so bad. Me too. <laughs> oh my god, I need I need a commentary on this movie. Like in in the Big Red Car video, he was apparently so hungry he wanted to eat dog food. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> And I think there was like an episode where he got into sleepwalking. It was basically that one edit and Eddie episode. <laughs> oh yeah, he he was like starving in his sleep, where he ate like a table, a tablecloth, utensils, <laughs> a plate, and he decided to make a sandwich, and only for the other Wiggles to come in and uh, sleepwalk and take a sandwich away. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, eat your mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and another thing I should mention, Mrs. Bingle is played by the main woman from Mad Max, of all people, Joanne Samuel. That was her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Thank God there's no Mel Gibson in this one. He's not kissing uh, Mark Wahlberg in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine if Mark Wahlberg was in the Wiggles movie? I'm Mark Wahlberg. I'm in Ted 2 and I was a fake cop in the Boston Marathon bombing movie. Sweet <laughs> when there was like bop, bop, <laughs> I'm Donnie Wahlberg. I shot Bruce Willis. <laughs> One's a massive racist and one and the other's married to an anti-vaxxer. We can't win. There were so many real first responders they could have, you know, made a movie about, but no, just Mark Wahlberg cop. <laughs> I mean, hey, we need more movies about how Muslims are the real terrorists. I feel like I already went on a rant about one specific scene in Patriot's Day that pissed me off. I can't remember if I did or not. (laughs) Literally, Randy, one of the first conversations you and I ever had was you just straight up ranting about Patriot's Day to me. (laughs) I specifically remember that. So I actually lived 20 minutes away from Boston when that happened. (laughs) And... There's one scene in that that just pissed me off, and it was like during the initial carnage, there's just disaster and all sorts of bad shit happening everywhere. And what does Mark Wahlberg cop do? Oh, he's so traumatized by all the carnage, he jumps into a bar, takes a swig of scotch. It's basically a Roland Emmerich backstory. (laughs) And then goes back to saving people. It's like, oh, oh, it's so dramatic. He has to drink alcohol to cope with how traumatic this is. And it's like, you are a shitty first responder. There are people out there dying and you're taking a swig of Jameson's. (laughs) It's President Bill Pullman and Independence Day and his struggles, but done worse. (laughs) Who is your department officer or whoever your higher up is called i would like to see your badge number i would like to report you for literally having alcohol during a terrorist scene this went down south this was about the wiggles by the way <laughs> yes Day got a lot of things right and then it also got a lot of things wrong and that's all i have to say about it huzzah <laughs> but sadly it's par for the course with those kind of movies Exactly. So anyway, so then it comes to the Wiggles concert, and then they all start doing a dance, and then... And Mark Wahlberg sewed up. (laughs) (laughs) And Mark Wahlberg just randomly shows up, introduces himself as Marky Mark, then we throw him out the window. The end. (laughs) And then Ted is there, for some reason. What? No. (laughs) 
Hi, yeah. I'm Ted. I'm a teddy bear that farts and pisses and says swears. Something. And I sound like Peter Griffin. Something, something, our obligatory family guy reference. <laughs> I also drink and I get high and it's funny because I'm a teddy bear doing those things. <laughs> Fuck shit, I'm a teddy bear. <laughs> I have problems with that movie, but I will admit its theme song is really good. <laughs> And speaking of good songs and movies, this movie soundtrack is a banger, I think. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. What's amazing about it is a couple of the songs were just uh, re-recorded from their old albums. Yeah, they they tend to do that a lot with their songs, I think. The very first video I ever saw of theirs was Get Ready to Wiggle, which I think was a remake of one of their earliest videos. Oh, Wiggle Time, yes. Yeah. So Wiggle Time, so they redid a couple of their older video and also their albums because uh, things were a little bit different back then. In, mm-hmm. for example, uh, Wiggle Time had a couple songs from this album called "Here Comes a Song." Oh, nice! And a couple <laughs> from their debut album, which is too expensive for me to ever own. Aww. <laughs> There's a couple things that changed over the years, and they wanted to do a remake to incorporate the things that changed since the uh, beginning. Like in the original videos back when uh, they did the first Wiggle Time, "Yummy Yummy." Big Red Car, and so Anthony wore green. Oh, yeah. For the most part. Wags the Dog wasn't a character at the time. Also, don't forget the fact that Anthony also played Captain Feathersword originally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Anthony, along with his brothers, John and Paul, Hmm. would rotate between playing Captain during that time. Please tell me he had two more brothers called George and Ringo. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think he did. Um, No. Damn it. <laughs> the Beatles could write fruit salad, but the Wiggles could not write Helter Skelter. <laughs> no, I don't think they could. I listened to the Wiggles backwards, man. We're all gonna eat fruit yeah. salad when the snakes rise up. <laughs> <laughs> the famed hot potato murders of 1969. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, if the Wiggles movie is their hard day's night, then that means that terrifying CGI movie Space Dancing is their yellow submarine. (laughs) We don't talk about that. (laughs) I'll be here all week. (laughs) At least that's not getting a Robert Zemeckis remake. Oh, God. All right. Which Wiggle is most likely to write temporary secretary and which Wiggle is most likely to write woman is I'm not going to finish that. (laughs) (laughs) None of them, hopefully. We don't touch that. Uh, I definitely think Greg would be the John Lennon type, and... Minus the being a shit person, of course. <laughs> Murray kind of gives me Paul McCartney vibes. <laughs> so Murray it. would definitely write Temporary Secretary. Um, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, too. So. Well, this is also the thing. They're not that much different in real life. As they are on the screen. They are pretty actually similar to their actual real-life selves. Oh, nice. Also, Jeff is the Ringo, I've decided. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on one quick side note, I now just want like that Beatles on a roller coaster video where they're like, hey guys, wouldn't it be funny if we put our hands up in the air and said, shut up, Ringo. <laughs> that, but with the wiggles. <laughs> What's funny is they do have their own Pete Best, though. Because um, Philip Wilcher was a part of the group at the beginning, but he was only in the first album. And I think he has long renounced 
the title of Fifth Wiggle, even though a lot of fans still refer to him as such. Oh, interesting. But then again, he has a really great classical career, so it all seems to work out for him. Yeah, apparently he was in West Side Story, and there was another play he was in. Was it Phantom of the Opera, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, Simon was in Phantom. Oh, okay, gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, there was something Paul Paddock was in, because I know he was in West Side Story, and then... Yeah, he had quite a theatrical career. He also has such a unique energy that he really brings to both Captain Feather Sword and just to the dynamic in general, because I know he also did uh, voice acting for uh, Wags and Henry, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh, I can definitely hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since uh, the 2000s, he's took over the role as both Henry and Jeff. Uh, and Hen- Hen- Henry and Wags, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Jeff looks way All different. Right, hey guys, it's, it's me, Jeff. I might look a little different, but it's still me. Okay, so back to the movie. Uh, there's really not a lot to say about the concert scenes, I think. Yeah, it's kind of a basic concert, so then it kind of cuts to the scene where they're like, oh guys, by the way, it's Dorothy's birthday, which goes into the only element of the movie that uh, kind of was okay. cringy. Is like, If there was one thing I didn't like about this movie, it's that overplayed bullshit trope of we're gonna pretend that we forgot someone's birthday but we're planning a surprise party all along and we're gonna make that person sad like how hard is it to just say hey happy birthday we hope it's a good one and you can still not even hint to a party until later you can still surprise them with it and still say happy birthday because they like literally dance around that several times and like here's the problem that's not the only time the Wiggles or anyone in that group have been fraught of that problem. In fact, when it comes to the captain, they have a song called We're Playing a Trick on the Captain, where it's all about that. But again, it, like what you just said, it's like, anytime it's like, oh, hey, my pirate crew, do you know what today is? Oh, it must be washing day. <laughs> oh, it must be Christmas day. <laughs> you know? You could just say happy birthday and just be on your way. Yeah, just... <laughs> like, there's a scene later on where Captain Feathersword is just, like, trying to save his ass because he keeps blowing over the surprise party, and he he still could wish her a happy birthday, but he doesn't. Like, he's just being an ass. Which is funny because literally during the Ooh, it's Captain Feathersword scene, there's a lyric where they say, he can make a cake for a birthday party, and then it's like, isn't that just gonna give it away? <laughs> so... You go through all of this trouble inadvertently making her think you forgot her birthday. Then you brag about how good you are at making birthday cakes? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a really big dick move. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Why not just throw some salt in that wound? <laughs> It kind of just has the vibe of, like, when Lisa is trying to get people to remember her birthday, and it's like, eh. (laughs) But Michael Jackson is there, so, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) No escape. (laughs) Someday we'll do an episode of this podcast and not mention Michael Jackson somehow. So it turns out the Jackson 5 song, I'll Be There, was a threat. (laughs) (laughs) Just call my name, and I'll be there. So also Wally rides up because he convinces himself that to become a great magician, he needs a magic wand. So he doesn't really break in, but he kind of sneaks into the party. 
and he steals Greg's wand. Yeah, which, by the way, the wand instantly breaks, and then Greg basically mentions, oh, I have like 67 other wands, I'll be fine. So it's like, it's not even worth returning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, and he doesn't even mention that until the end of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) After Dorothy and Wally go through this huge, like, thing of chaos trying to get this wand fixed by everybody (laughs) they also like i I do love the wiggles don't get me wrong but i just kind of wanted wally to just curse him out (laughs) (laughs) like i went through all that shit give it a pg-13 rating (laughs) it's like you forgot her fucking birthday you bastards i did more as her new friend that she's only been my friend for a day i've only known dorothy for one day but i'd murder everybody in this room and myself to protect her (laughs) that's it i want to see all the wiggles characters get into a brawl in the applebee's parking lot and settle this it's like that one image where like there's a crowd of people just beating the shit out of each other at a wiggles concert you know what's interesting though greg's stick is uh he's a magician But why wasn't he invited or even thought about the uh, magic competition? Yeah, I guess maybe somewhere off screen he was invited, but he had to turn it down because of the concert. But yeah, (laughs) there's also this one little girl with like braids and glasses. And then she's basically the reason Dorothy looks away from where the wand is. She's the smart kid. She has glasses. (laughs) Then she's all, I know where Dorothy went. She chased the magician who had your wand, which I distracted her from. And she's just, she's just a little know-it-all. She's asking her, "Uh, Dorothy, do you like roses? What kind of roses do you like to eat? What's your favorite color? (laughs) I don't know, kid. I just fucking like roses. (laughs) What do you mean, what kind? What other kind of rose? I like shredding up my tongue with the thorns. (laughs) Also, Greg's brief magic act that he does is that he's basically taking hankies out of a box, but the camera conveniently cuts the bottom of the box off so you can't see what's going on. But you can still, like, if you squint a little bit, you can still see, like, the ribbons coming from the bottom that he's pulling them out. Yeah. What's funny as well is also he did those similar magic tricks in the past videos. Oh, yeah, because I remember in one of them he did the coloring book magic trick, which fucking blew my mind as a two-year-old. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Until recently, I actually didn't know how to do that. So it's mostly about where you put your hand while you're flipping the pages. Yeah, like you kind of have to keep inserted like one blank page and one like colored page. (laughs) Yes. So it's like from the top to the bottom and then to the middle, I believe. Greg's basically going to start singing that song from Bedknobs and Broomsticks, that one deleted song where Emmett sings about how magicians are fake and that's why you love them. (laughs) Also, they randomly kept cutting to a kid in the crowd who looked exactly like Michael Douglas from Falling Down. Like, he even had the tie and everything. And I was like, oh God, this is his origin story on Frank Grimes, isn't it? (laughs) I just realized Roland the Magnificent is probably what Tony Wonder is to Wally's Job. (gasps) Oh! It all goes deeper. <laughs> so some of those kids in the crowd are actually Anthony's uh, nieces and nephews, by the way. Aww. Oh, nice. Aww. And they've been in the past Wiggles videos oh. as well, because a lot of them are a bunch of uh, kids related, like not directly children of theirs, but like, especially for Anthony, because he has a lot of uh, siblings. So a lot of his nieces and nephews were involved in the videos oh, nice. and still are involved with the group today. 
Interesting. That's so cool. <laughs> One more thing about the concert scene before we move on is that when Jeff does his falling asleep bit, Greg has to explain the joke to all the kids. And I'm just thinking like, dude, well, now that you explained it, it's not going to be funny. When I count three, let's all say, wake up, Jeff. And that'll wake him up and he'll jump up and down and do all sorts of silly things. It'll be really, really funny. If you have to explain the joke, there is no joke. Explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You learn what's inside, but now the frog is dead. <laughs> so then Dorothy does this fast motion thing where she manages to catch up with Wally's bike. And then Wally's is also this weird trick that causes him to go really fast. <laughs> and then basically at one point, Wally's just really struggling to move the bike. And he's like, Anyone would think I was carting a gorilla up a hill. I'm a dinosaur. Dinosaur gorilla, what's the difference? Oh, about 200 kilos in a few million years. <laughs> Kilo. Oh, Australia. You're better than us. Also, apparently Dorothy's not five years old. She's five dinosaur years old. So that means she's actually millions of years old. Yay! I'm jumping ahead here, but there's a later scene that's actually my favorite scene in the movie where it flashes back to when they're singing Hot Potato at Dorothy's first birthday party and they're all like little kids. So, the Wiggles are, like, five years old at this point, so are the Wiggles immortal or something? Or, for all we know, baby Dorothy is still, like, millions of years old, similar to Grogu being 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch all my friends die, and there's nothing I can do about it. The Wiggles are <laughs> the closest living relative to the very first creature to crawl out of the primordial soup. <laughs> <gasps> Oh my god, it all comes together. They are actually amphibious creatures, the Wiggles. Um, they need to I be mean, constantly moisturized or else they will die. I mean, to be fair, they're able to breathe on their water. <laughs> that confused the hell out of me. I was like, so they can just walk in that water without a helmet? I'm just... I just started assuming at some point that the Wiggles just started hallucinating because they just went so far down they started drowning. <laughs> It's actually going to cut to them all just floating in the pool, Sunset Boulevard style. <laughs> also, before that pool scene where they jump in, so they all jump in one by one and they do like these jump cuts, but the pool's like moving around to the point where the jump cuts are like way too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could easily see it right before Murray's scene where he jumps in, like... <laughs> The underwater effects are actually pretty decent. Uh, we're, we're jumping ahead, by the way, because there's a transition, too, where the Wiggles sing a song to get into the Wiggles world. And it leads into some really cool stop motion, actually. That's when they enter Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> Zero out of ten, no Cindy Lauper. It's combined with miniatures and some stop-motion animals. Yeah, they have those little cows on the side, and they kind of have, like, a rainbow over it. This is kind of a weird comparison, but a lot of the stop-motion in this movie kind of reminded me a little of Basket Case, the scenes where the guy basically starts moving around and he's stop-motion. I know the director didn't actually really like the doing that much, but I have a soft spot for it. <laughs> So basically this becomes a buddy comedy between Dorothy and Wally at this point because they start bickering with each other and she tries to get the wand back and they do sort of like a tug of war thing and then it breaks in half. <laughs> well, whoever has the bigger piece gets a wish. <laughs> Both of them gotta be strong as hell to break that like solid piece of wood. That or it's just really cheap. <laughs> well, she is a dinosaur. 
Dollar store plastic. So what kind of dinosaur is she? So she's either herbivorous or omnivorous, but she has carnivore teeth and mostly front-facing eyes. Also, Wally points out that he wants Greg's wand because it's different from all the other ones. Literally how? It's literally just a piece of wood that does nothing. Yeah, it's basically like, it doesn't even really do that much for the magic tricks either, so it's like... Just get a white (laughs) eyeliner pencil at... Ulta, it's the same thing. And it's even funnier because in Wiggle Stings after this, his magic kind of backfires on him a lot. Yeah, like, I remember there was, like, one episode where I forgot what happened. I guess his magic powers ended up causing, like, everybody to start acting silly or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then he tried to turn, like, a bouquet of flowers into a rabbit or something like that, and it ended up turning into, like, a iguana. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same thing. I mean, my rabbit's probably secretly one. <laughs> Technically, every animal is a reptile, if you justify <gasps> hard enough. It all connects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to the aforementioned scene where they meet up with Henry. And one more thing I gotta mention is that the bottom of the pool is just black. So are they just jumping into the void? Yes. Probably. (laughs) If they are that deep in the ocean, there should not be a friendly little octopus there. There should be the most horrifying, like, fresh out of hell creature you've ever seen. (laughs) And it should be screaming and hissing. The Wiggles get torn to shreds by an anglerfish. The end. Stuff out of your nightmares. Basically, there's even one point where once they get to the bottom, the shark puppet basically goes up to Anthony like, Hey boss, the boys and the girls, well, they're kind of restless. They want to get this rehearsal finished so they can kick back and relax. And you know how it is, boss. Some of us have got families we want to feed on. Did he just imply he was going to fucking feed the Wiggles (laughs) to his family? (laughs) My assumption was that he was going to take... Anthony into like an undersea alleyway and just stab him. <laughs> well, Jack the Shark, Jock was his name. And I think it's funny because I think he's voiced by Paul, Anthony's brother. And also, why is Anthony afraid of a shark that looks about half of its size, but they have like a, a five foot ten octopus walking around and that's the most terrifying thing? <laughs> I don't know. Nurse sharks? Nurse sharks are not very big. But they can still deliver a pretty nasty bite, so... Yeah. I mean, that shark's voice was kind of (laughs) gruff, like a mobster, so... You can't tell me it doesn't have any mafia ties. Oh my god, it's it's the fucking shark from the animated Titanic movie. Oh no. Oh no. Go to your room, Randy, you're grounded. (laughs) It's basically a (laughs) proto-Bruce. I mean, Bruce is Australian, so... What are some of the songs that they sing during this scene? Because I know there's... Uh, Boom Boom is the song during this scene. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then they also sing Henry's Underwater Big Band, which slaps, by the way. (laughs) Again, not just the music in this movie, but, like, all the Wiggles music in general is just so fucking good. Literally, oh my gosh. Honestly, I appreciate it more as an adult than I did as a kid, because it's just so... 
well composed and well produced and everything. It's such a unique energy for a kid's band too. It's not like they don't get repetitive with it and they actually really put in a lot of things you wouldn't really find in a lot of kids shows whereas they could easily half-ass it if they wanted. Yeah, there's like a lot of live instrumentation with horns and strings and everything and that kind of helps them stick out a little bit more. It also helps that they actually write their own songs. Most famous musical kids shows like Barney and shit just use whatever fucking nursery rhyme they can yank out of the public domain. Well, <laughs> well that, that, they do that, it too, actually, but um, <laughs> they make it their own. Yeah, and I know that they also covered a lot of their old cockroaches songs too, which is really fascinating. Oh yeah, because I showed you guys the video that Andy showed me originally of the cockroaches songs that they use and comparing them to the versions they are now as Wiggles songs, which I'm definitely going to link it on the Twitter because it was legitimately fascinating. Yes, <laughs> especially with Wait Up being Wake Up Jeff, Another Saturday Night being the Dorothy the Dinosaur song, as well as a mixture of Ooh, It's Captain Feathersword, if you ask me. And then Do the Monkey is just the exact same song. <laughs> <laughs> they saw Do the Monkey and they were like, you know what? You can't improve perfection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's really amazing to think how many of these cockroaches songs would have just gone past the radar had it not been for the fact that the Wiggles became as popular as they are. Literally. Oh my god. It's like the fact that it was kind of a reverse Hanson when you think about it. Like kind of starting off famous and then later on becoming an indie band. (laughs) Now I just want the Wiggles and Hanson to do a collab. So after that, the next scene is basically they go to Burr Street. Well, basically there's a lot of other things between that. Like, Oh no, 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 Tyler. I think you mean street or whatever the fuck they were trying to say. Street. It was kind of just an excuse for them to get in shenanigans, but it was actually pretty funny. How the fuck would also, a GPS pronounce that? <laughs> I'd probably be like burr, 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 burr. Turn right on B R R R R R R R R Street. It'll be like that one fairly odd parents episode where AJ's parents put a block on everything and it just goes And then there's also there's also a scene where Wally and Dorothy end up accidentally wandering into a ballet. That scene was bizarre. Like Yeah, because basically what happens is that they hijack another couple's dance while this Italian man is singing an opera tune and he's being backed up by I think some of the fish puppets, or their snails or something. Oh, I think those were like the iguanas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have like this high-pitched voice. So he's singing like, And then the iguanas are singing, Ballerina! And it's just (laughs) such a strange juxtaposition. This movie was a mindfuck. Yeah, it's such a mindfuck. But before that, they uh, ended up at Wags the Dog's house. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because the Wiggles were there, and then all of a sudden, Wally and Dorothy shows up like about two seconds later. They just barely miss each other. Also, Wags disrespects service workers because he basically chases the postal man and steals his mail and hat. And the Wiggles do, too, because when he gets his hat back, they all take turns mocking him and putting the hat on. That was kind of hilarious. (laughs) And he's rightfully pissed. (laughs) Also, about the mailman, when Wags was chasing him, I was half expecting Wags to come back with, like, a severed arm dripping blood down his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know what Wiggles movie you're watching. Funny enough, this is the second time in a row I've recorded a podcast while dealing with allergies. And twice as funny enough, it also involves a person in an animal costume. <laughs> you know, it's harder for me to call Wags a good boy because it's it's a man in a costume. If I call Wags the dog a good boy, then I'm calling the guy in a costume a good boy. And that's just awkward as shit. They literally <laughs> took a Pluto costume from Disney World and put brunette splat hair dye on it. Oh my god, you're right. Like, I guess the ears look different, but yeah. And there's puppies too. There's, I think, kids in costumes. I'm not sure if they're kids or... The Waggots. They're the Huey, Dewey, and Louie, basically the Wags. <laughs> also, Wags is pretty trollish, by the way. Like, in some of the episodes, you see him troll... Is especially Captain so hard. Like, there was like one episode where he's Captain's trying to have a nice peaceful picnic, and yeah. Wags the dog is like ruining it by all means necessary. It's so awful. You feel bad for Captain, but it's so funny. So Wags is basically. It's like that. Daffy Duck cartoon. All right, which dog is more of a genuinely worse person, Brian or Wags? Brian. <laughs> yeah. At least Wax cares for his kids. <laughs> like, Brian does bad dog stuff, like, it, consciously knowing it's bad, just for the cheap thrill of it. Brian just sucks. <laughs> Brian just sucks, yeah. <laughs> Basically, what Captain and Wags have is a very similar Bugs and Daffy vibe, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's basically like that exact um, cartoon Duck where... Duck uh, Yeah, where Duck and Muck were... <laughs> Bugs is just, like, screwing with Daffy the entire time. That's what the entire segment felt like with, like, Captain Wags. It's like, Captain's just trying to enjoy his picnic and Wags is just, you know, messing with him. And it ends with him, like, pouring a bunch of rain on him, which is just water. And then he's like, oh, and it ruined my ice cream. Which, first of all, what kind of ice cream melts like that? (laughs) It was probably acidic. Wags just poured boiling hot water over this man. This dog can go to jail for, like, serious assault. (laughs) And we know jail exists in the Wiggles universe because there is a police officer. Oh, yeah. Officer Beeples. All cops are Beeples. (laughs) (laughs) Dorothy and Wally go to Wags. They ask him if he can fix the wand. And there's this really weird bit where he is fixing the wand, but it's like that trope where they show the back of him, but you see like sparks flying as he's fixing it. And he's doing like this weird, I don't know if he's supposed to be howling or singing, but it's just confusing. I thought he was screaming in pain. I'm not going to lie. I really did. Like, one of his tools, he hit his thumb with a hammer or, like, cut his fingers off with a saw or something. And that he was just shrieking in pain. He accidentally welded himself to it. And then there's also, like, a scene where the wagons basically steal the newly fixed wand. And then Wally's just like, here, I'm going to try HypnoVision. And then he just starts doing, like, you are getting sleepy. And then he's like, look over there. And then he steals the wand, but then he trips. And then it smashes into a million pieces. (laughs) I don't know why that got such a laugh out of me. It was just like... And then... 
Broadway dogs or dog way, if you will. Yay! Because <laughs> basically what they do is they do a song and dance number where they're dancing around, but it's just in barks. I'll admit that got a laugh out of me. That was cute. And then they're like, okay, now we got to go fuck off and go find the Wiggles. And then just another big chase scene. <laughs> oh, wait, the plot happens. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> no, I don't want a plot. This movie had a plot? Is that when Burr Street happened? or? <laughs> I think so. Because then there's also the scene where they go to the Wiggle house and they have to answer riddles from that terrifying door. I'm glad they got rid of them. The door that sounds like fucking Snape for some reason. The door has like this Pinocchio puppet mouth where it just goes inwards and outwards. And its eyes are just like two lights with no pupils. And it's like genuinely unsettling. It's like these are questions too that would basically be like, let's have a stalker fan that there's new all the answers to these questions. Would they be able to just break into their house? <laughs> also, why do they need to answer questions to get into their house? That door hates them, that's why. This is the future <laughs> Amazon wants. That door is basically going to get them killed because, like, they're going to be running away from a murderer and then, like, they'll just be begging the door to let them in. Then the murderer just fucking comes up and stabs them. They replaced the door, eventually, to a much nicer one. No, that door straight up sounds like he was voiced by Alan Rickman. Who goes there? It's, it's us, door, the Wiggles. We live here. Yes, right, but I'm a fire engine. And then also there's another scene where basically Officer Beeple shows up randomly chasing a robber and then Dorothy ends up tripping him with her tail and it's it's kind of pointless, but it's also kind of funny because he's just like, I was framed! I was framed! Yeah, that's something you never see in the Wiggles ever, either. <laughs> Crime! It's <laughs> someone going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Going jail. Do, 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 it's like you see characters stealing things. Most noticeably, uh, Captain Feathersword at the beginning of the franchise, but it's like you never see anyone going to jail. I can't <laughs> wait for the Wiggles it. episode where they catch someone getting a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> so during the Wiggle House scene, I mentioned the really, really cute scene where they flash back to Dorothy's first birthday, and it's fucking adorable. I, I love it. It's so wholesome. I know. It's like there's a Dorothy baby puppet that like wiggles its arm and she kind of has like a higher pitched voice. And it's just so cute. Ah, yummy, yummy versus birthday. Little Dorothy, happy birthday from your friends, the Wiggles. No. No. Also, Dorothy is Grogu. Changed my mind. It's true. And (laughs) you should say she's going to get killed (laughs) by Han Solo Zemo's son. Hey, I got an idea. It's the lost episode of The Mandalorian where Gina Carano gets disemboweled by Dorothy the Dinosaur. (laughs) And Mafia Shark. Yay! I got to feed my family, if you know what I mean. (laughs) The ending to this movie was moot and pointless because Kylo Ren ended up killing them all anyway. Hooray! He ruined Dorothy's birthday party. (laughs) So anyway, so then there's also a scene. Oh, Captain and his uh, crew... First of all, oh. the way they're handling that cake. <laughs> Basically, they're just waving it around like that cake's gonna fall in the fucking water. <laughs> Yay, seawater cake. It's like we ruined the icing already. <laughs> Let's just serve her some seawater. What kind of fucking flora, Meriwether, Sleeping Beauty fairy shit is this? 
<laughs> Although there's another scene at Wiggle House where they basically do a bunch of cartoon shenanigans where they run into the door looking for Dorothy and then they come out all in different shirts. It's like, oh, great. Now all their personalities are going to change. <laughs> <laughs> Cursed image. So then they go to Captain Feathersword and he's all, and he keeps messing up that he's trying to hide the surprise. He's like, surprise party. Again, there's literally no reason why you can't wish Dorothy a happy birthday and not (laughs) like even hint at a surprise party. You can do that. That's possible. Literally. uh... You're making it even more complicated. (laughs) Damn it. Like. I mean, at least in Power Rangers, they acknowledged it was Zack's birthday without giving it away. Exactly. <laughs> You're just being a dick to this dinosaur. I was like, Captain should know because his crew was a dick to him during <laughs> one of the segments where they're like, they don't know it's Captain's birthday and um, they're just messing with him just like Captain and the Wiggles are here. Oh, so he's projecting. <laughs> so they all start doing their pirate dance and then there's a scene where wally ends up joining them and then they're all doing a big irish dance together i'm not gonna lie i low-key kind of ship wally and captain feather sword valid (laughs) this show needed to be way more gay than it already was hell yeah also can we talk about that song for a minute because he'll tickle you he'll tickle me he'll tickle everything he moves and everything he sees no no no, stay away from no. me, Captain Feathersword, you pervert. Captain, Captain Feathersword is a kinky piece of shit. I mean, do we know that all his crewmates aren't secretly part of a BDSM cult or something? <laughs> well, pirate fetishes are a thing. You're going to find them all on, like, the tickling website or whatever. Well, now I know, now I know that's a thing. So what's Captain Feathersword's OnlyFans? <laughs> Only feather swords. Only feathers. <laughs> also, then Wally ends up accidentally knocking one of the crew into the water and the, the crewmate is drowning, which if you're a pirate, how don't you know how to swim? How come nobody else heard him either? It's basically like that lady in Waterworld, how she magically can't swim despite living in an apocalyptic world of, of water. <laughs> so what I noticed is like Wally goes to save the guy because, you know, he pushed him off, right? And then they're, like, spending the rest of the movie praising him for just that. Like, I get that that was, uh, you know, a decent thing to do, but, like, it's kind of his only choice because if he didn't, he would just be a dick. (laughs) Randy, let me put it this way. Would Huey Gray save someone from drowning? No. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, he's just praising this guy so much. Like, no, he kind of did the bare minimum. (laughs) I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah, and Blessed is really nice seeing him kind of, I know he, he wasn't like a bad guy before, but it was definitely kind of nice seeing him open up. And it also kind of adds on to the fact that it's clear that he isn't really respected much by his fellow magicians. So it's kind of nice that he starts to find a group that actually treats him nicely. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I first saw that scene after he pushed the guy in the water by accident, I seriously thought he was just going to let him drown. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he was gonna look over and be like, uh, "I'm just gonna, I'm uh, nobody saw that, nobody saw that, okay." And he just lets the guy die. Roll credits. <laughs> Great. So now he's gonna hallucinate mafia sharks too and get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta feed your family somehow, I guess. Yeah. It again leads into Dorothy being sad about everybody forgetting her birthday, which. 
you can tell her guys it's okay to say happy birthday to someone. Literally, it's like you can just pretend like, say, by the way, I have some presents for you. You can come over tonight if you want to come pick them up. Like this trope <laughs> just shows up in so many shows and movies. And every time it shows up, it just really frustrates me. Even if you're going to just be a flippin' dick about it, just at least acknowledge it. You can just be like, oh yeah, happy birthday. Hey, can you come help me move? Oh, what's today? Oh, sorry, you were never born. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be slightly mad that you were kind of being dickish and dismissive on my birthday, but, you know, at least you remembered it. (laughs) And look, I don't care if every single person says a happy birthday to me, but I'd expect it from my closest friends, at least. (laughs) But Wally, someone who never knew who she was beforehand, acknowledges it better. Like, where did y'all go wrong here? Like, is she hanging out with the right people? She's like, at the end, fuck you guys. You can take your surprise party and shove it up your ass. (laughs) I'm ready for a Dorothy the Dinosaur Hannah Montana movie style onstage breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Put the wig back oh. on, Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wally ends up realizing that he still has the magic show to register at. And then I'm just wondering how time's working right now. Like, the magic show's going through six, and I'm like, how late are all these kids staying up for this party? And before that, there's a scene where he has sort of like an epiphany. Yeah, where he realizes, I don't need the wand. I can do it on my own. And how does he have this epiphany, you ask? Dancing magicians. Dancing magicians and Waldo the Great. More specifically, the shadow of Waldo the Great that I'm assuming is played by some underpaid intern. But Wally, (laughs) Wally. No, Wally. I am your grandfather. No, it's not possible. (laughs) Use the force. Open the magic trunk, Wally. I have a theory. So, the Wiggles was owned by Fox for a while, right? At least this movie was, yeah. And then, it ended up on Playhouse Disney. So, technically, before, before the merger, before even buying LucasArts, Disney's first interaction with Fox was with the Wiggles... So did the Wiggles inadvertently cause Disney to own Star Wars? Did the Wiggles cause Galaxy's Edge, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Mandalorian, Rise of Skywalker, all that? (laughs) (laughs) And then the full-blown merger with Fox. (laughs) Oh my god, the Wiggles caused a fucking monopoly. You know that meme where it's a guy knocking over one small domino and then it leads to a huge domino? So the one small domino is four Australian dudes decide to make a kid-friendly band, and then the one giant domino is Disney 20th Century Fox merger. So then Dorothy decides that she's going to ride the bike, and then they do more fast motion. I'm just like, yeah, somebody was having way too much fun pressing the fast forward button. (laughs) And then Roland the Remarkable shows up again in in a random limo, and he's just like, don't worry, I'll take good care of the wand. And then Dorothy's just like, okay, let's go, It's like, why didn't they just take out Roland and just beat the shit out of him? Once again, we need a bar fight with every character from this movie. Huzzah! <laughs> like that one Electra Swing furry music video, but with Wiggles <laughs> characters. 
Yes. <laughs> also, one thing that I really like about this movie, I liked it then and I like it now. I can actually buy that Wally was the best in the competition. Oh, yeah, I, I can yeah, see that. Because his magic act is actually pretty badass. Oh, by the way, in that scene, did you guys know who played the judges in that? Oh. Okay, so I don't know who the third judge is, but I can tell you the first two are Anthony and Greg, but with fake mustaches. Oh, yep. my God. <laughs> that was kind of clever. Hello, my name is Mr. Slagel. I come from <laughs> someplace far away. Yes, that'll do. Not the last time they did that. I guess say in uh, Cold Spaghetti Western, there is a Cold Spaghetti video, by the way, where they're cowboys. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, three of them play as a different kind of chefs. Greg was Boris Borscht. Murray was like Pierre Bonbon with the uh, beret and everything. And uh, Jeff was like Stanley Stanbon or something with like this stereotypical Fu Manchu. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's no. Like, he, he's Chinese-Australian, so it's like, I guess it's okay if he does it, but still? <laughs> <laughs> Very wiggly cultural appropriation. Yeah, one of my big gripes with movies about, like, Battle of the Bands or competitions is that usually you can always tell the villain is way better. Like, in that movie yesterday, how, like, Ed Sheeran is plays his rival and he does a way better job. And then the guy goes on stage, he does an okay job, but everybody's like oh my god he's so amazing <laughs> so the country bears or even yep. school of rock which it's sad to think because the band he was with no vacancy only one after they kicked out uh dewey which kind of gives like a really wrong message there it's probably like, it's like, oh it's about him <laughs> learning about all this stuff but it's like no, his band was better off without him. <laughs> they won. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so then Wally does this act where he uses this magic cabinet that I guess Waldo from the grave tells him about. Use the magic crate, Wally. The magic trunk. And so then he does this act that causes like a bunch of flowers to fall on the audience. And then <laughs> they're all giving him like nine, nine, ten. Although at first like one of them shows it as a six and it's like hundred. You need 600 to win. No, I'm kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the American Beauty magic trick. Oh, ah. man, the wound socket <laughs> joke finally came full circle. And so then it cuts to basically all of them reuniting, and then basically at the end, the leaders of the magic competition end up showing at the party, but Dorothy still isn't sure about seeing the Wiggles. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that the winner of the magic competition gets hired to play at a special event and guess who gets hired to play at a special event wally <laughs> and then well first dorothy and wally end up going to wiggle house and that they have to go through the creepy door as well it's like see that door is both way too easy and way too hard to break into because the fact that they know the answers to the questions <laughs> just give me five minutes in a crowbar and it'll be over quick Nah, just wait till the second season. They'll get rid of it. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that there was some in-between season scenario where they decide they just get fed up with the door and they just take him off the hinge and they just shove him into a wood chipper while you hear his blood-curdling screams. <laughs> <laughs> also, I gotta say, I hope there was like no ice cream or any kind of frozen products at this party while they were waiting for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it just... It just cuts all the food rotting away. Oh, the staple of a New England birthday party. 
halfway melted hoodsy cups. <laughs> or like those little ice cream cups with the wooden stick they yes, used to serve us. Yes, and I would chew on the wooden stick all the time, and now I have problems. <laughs> it reminds me of that one Fuller House episode where uh, it's Ramona's birthday, and they get her an ice cream cake, but they forget to put it in the fridge, and it just melts. Like I know that happened in an episode of Modern Family as well, where uh, David Cross was, uh, I think he was playing like uh, Claire's boss or something. Oh, he was on that show? Well, it was like only one episode, but... Oh, my girlfriend's gonna love this episode. And then the Wiggles will someday cross over with the Blue Band group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the third judge was just Wally's uncle. Oh, it was. Okay. Oh, so it was nepotism that helped him win. He just felt sorry for him. <laughs> then again, Waldo was kind of a dick for not just giving him the wand. Like, that's your own grandson. What the fuck? <laughs> And so then it all ends up being okay because Dorothy walks in and they all say, surprise! And then Wally ends up learning a lesson because Greg is like, you should keep this one because now you'll have all these memories of what you've done for your friends. And then Dorothy is just weirdly okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Wally's like, really? Okay, I'm going to stab you with it for fucking forgetting her birthday. <laughs> also, him and Roland is like fine with each other at the end too it's like never mind he was being a big prick to wally he's like oh yeah high five <laughs> it's all good also one thing i forgot to mention at the beginning is when greg's like oh i know that wally he's kind of a silly fellow well it's kind of a better explanation than when barney's all oh the winkster's just silly who cares if he's stealing our bag like at <laughs> least like it well no i can't say wally didn't steal anything but Wally was more likable, so shut up. Yeah, the yeah. One, and not fucking terrifying. I mean, <laughs> I will say this. It, it's like, while well, he did, yeah, stealing is bad. And he does get called out on it, but... um, Yeah. It, it's like he didn't have ill intention. I also really like that they don't turn the movie into just one big chase sequence. I kind of like that they kind of resolve that plot line pretty quickly and do something else instead. It makes it way less predictable, which is nice. Also, along with that, with uh, Greg talking about, oh, I heard of Wally, it's like, they don't meet until the end of the movie, which I kind of felt like was a really big missed opportunity. All right. Then so do we keep the Wiggles movie or do we erase the Wiggles movie? Hard, hard keep. This was amazing from start to finish. Uh, the songs are great. The characters are so fun. It was really great to revisit the Wiggles after so long. And I just... After Zoobly Zoo, I really needed something where I could just shut my brain off and just have fun watching this. Because this is really one of those movies where kids will love it, but even adults will still find something to enjoy with it, I'm sure. So, hard keep for me. Absolutely. Hard keep for me as well. Yeah, the plot's a little bit dumb, but honestly, everything else makes up so much for it. Like, the characters are all extremely likable. Wally's a lot of fun. It just has such a nice vibe to it. It doesn't quite go on the level of Follow That Bird for me, but it's still really good. And I think as far as movies based on kids show goes, I think it's really solid and way fucking better than both the Barney movie and especially Oogie Loves. <laughs> I'm gonna say keep. Because this is basically the Wiggles version of Moonwalker in that it is 10% plot, 90% music, and just being a mindfuck. And I <laughs> fucking love Moonwalker. So I'm obviously going to love something like this, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed no one turned into a giant robot. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucked. <laughs> Captain Mecha Sword. I'm also kind of disappointed that Joe Pesci didn't show up as a drug dealer. <laughs> uh, well, it kind of goes without saying. This is definitely a keep, even though I, as I mentioned, there's a missed opportunity in it. You know, the Wiggles meeting Wally at the end of the movie, as opposed to earlier. But I, it, it's, call it a guilty pleasure, call it rose-colored glasses, it's still fun. It reminds me why this kind of still had a soft spot in me, even when I was in my all-kids-show-suck phase. It's <laughs> has such a nice vibe to it, and they did great in both their cockroaches' work as well as their Wiggles' work. It's kind of, it's also rare to see a show where every single character is likable. Like, I can't think of a single character in this show that's my baby bop. Well, maybe Officer Beeples, but eh, they don't count. <laughs> I can honestly say... With just how memorable and catchy they are, even as, you know, even if you're an adult, I can see how they managed to pull off and profit from an adults-only concert for this children's band. Literally. <laughs> That's just how good they are. They can profit off an adults-only show. Yes. <laughs> you think Barney could do that? Fuck no. Hopefully once Greg is feeling better, of course. Hopefully if they ever do that adults-only tour again and bring it to the U.S., I am so attending. No pressure, of course. Uh, Greg, <laughs> we he, wish you the best. You're well. awesome. So, Andy, thank you so much for joining us today. It was hey. so great to have you, you on the podcast. Me. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yes, I want to plug uh, a couple of the Wiggles tribute acts that I associate with, such as the Wiggly Band, which is ran by some really nice fellas, and um, also Wiggle Mania, which is full of a bunch of Wiggles covers as well, from the ground up. Really impressive stuff, and uh, to my friend Rebecca, who wants to make that uh, biographical movie. You know, this is just a shout out to you guys. So thank you for making me not feel like I am a weirdo for having a copy of one of their first albums. I'm going to buy a million copies. <laughs> Never feel bad about liking something, man. That's my motto. Also, definitely check out Andy's YouTube channel. And as I mentioned earlier, Andy's a part of my band. Uh, we've been working on some songs together. We actually have a new singer now who I'm sure will be on the show someday, too along with our guitarist. All right. And thank you so much for joining us, Andy. It was great to meet you. Thank and, you. Yeah. And then for, you can find me in all the usual places, mission breakout on Twitter. And basically you can also find me just celebrating the fact that we never have to see that orange cunt again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Spoken like a true Australian. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter, TylerFG, Instagram, TylerFG96. You can find us on Twitter at channel under, underscore KRT podcast or, you know, channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast on Instagram, all one word. We also have our Facebook group and our Discord server. You can also find, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars, you know. Just listening to this episode means the world to us. You don't know how thankful we are for you, the listener, and for our guest, Andy, of course. Thank you so much for coming on, man. 
Uh, also, you can find me at uh, Cosmic Rewind on Twitter. You can also find me at No Context Harley Quinn and No Context TGIF, and on various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney. Also, big shout out to our friend Tony Goldmark with his podcast Escape from Vault Disney. You can also find us over there. Which, by the way, we should probably also add we're recording this on the day they announced the Muppet Show was on Disney Plus now. Waka in waka, February, y'all. But- also, please check out our Muppet-adjacent episodes on The Puzzle Place and Bear in the Big Blue House. And The Great Muppet Caper of Escape from Vault Disney, which was one of the best podcast experiences I have ever had. So, Absolutely. you will not be disappointed. You know what? Yes. 2021 got off to a rough start. But now, not only is Trump suspended from Twitter, we're getting a fresh new president in the White House. The Muppet Show is coming to Disney Plus. Put Muppet sex and violence on Disney Plus, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm feeling pretty confident. Should we cut the static? Yep, yep. cut the static. All right, huzzah. <laughs>